I want to do a deep dive on the coronavirus this hour, uh, bring you up to speed on what is happening, uh, where the president is on this, where the vice president is on this, uh, the reactions to people and and what is going on. I want to also bring you up to speed real quick on uh, there is John Hopkins University has created a uh, dashboard display. What I mean by dashboard display is uh, on your dashboard in your car, for example, you can see how fast you're going, you can see the RPMs, you can see how much fuel you have. Uh, easy, easy visual display. Johns Hopkins has done that now uh, for the coronavirus, COVID-19, with a uh, Confirmed cases, total deaths, total recovered, uh, the graphs of them in a heat map uh, where you can see the major uh, cases of this are around the world as it spreads around the world. Uh, just to give you the update right now, according to this dashboard, there are 82,544 confirmed cases, 2,810 deaths, 33,212 people have recovered. There is a report from Japan of one now confirmed person who recovered and had a recurrence of the virus. Uh, there have been isolated reports of this that haven't been confirmed. This one is confirmed. Uh, we do not know uh, the, whether or not she had been fully cured or, or what uh, that allowed her to be discharged. But if you want to see the visual information that I've got from Johns Hopkins University, I want to make it easy for you to be able to see this uh, so you can be informed, stay informed, share it with your friends. Text the word DATA to 33777. You don't have to email or anything. You, you won't get an email. All you'll get is a link back to the Johns Hopkins University database. Uh, so text the word data to 33777, uh, and I will. you'll immediately get back a link to Johns Hopkins University's website so you can see this visual data for you. I want to begin in dealing with the president's reaction to this and, and the president's response to this to actually begin uh, at CNN and play you two things, one of which just hit the airwaves a few minutes ago. Uh, and to give you a sense of where the media is going with this, listen, this is John Avalon and John Berman on CNN. Now more than 82,000 confirmed cases of the coronavirus around the world. It's 2,800 lives lost with at least 60 cases in the United States and climate. But as this escalation occurred, President Trump was in denial. We have it under control. It's uh, going to be just fine. I think that's a problem that's going to go away. But Trump still found time to blame the media, tweeting low ratings, fake news, MSDNC and CNN are doing everything possible to make the coronavirus look as bad as possible, including panicking markets if possible. Here's the thing, Mr. President. Pandemics don't care about politics. Remember, the Chinese impulse to cover up may have helped lead to this outbreak. And here in the United States, the Trump administration's war on science has left us vulnerable. Remember, the Trump administration has been shutting down research committees and silencing scientists and making climate crisis denial a matter of public policy. But it should still shock you that Trump slashed the government agencies that would have been responsible for handling an outbreak. With money running tight, the CDC planned to cut its global pandemic prevention efforts by 80 percent cutting activities in 39 countries, including China. Trump administration also shut down the Global Health Security Unit of the National Security Council, disbanding the very office Obama opened to handle pandemics during the Ebola crisis. Okay, I, I, I can stop right there. I don't need to go on. Essentially, CNN's position here is that you can't ever cut the federal budget. There was, when the president made these proposals, no pandemic, no epidemic, and no disease. 
Now, what is the president's response? The president's response now is to go to Congress and get more money and reallocate it. And you know, by the way, uh, one of the things the president is doing, uh, John Avalon mentioned the cutting of the office that handled Ebola. They're actually taking the money from that office and reassigning it to the coronavirus, which CNN doesn't cover and which is left out of the details. Uh, They're reassigning money from one area to go to another area. This the whole idea that the president is anti-science and his rhetoric is getting us into this. It it almost seems to be the media wishing, wishing for something to happen. This is Brian Stelter, Stelter, at CNN. Since the dawn of the Trump presidency, countless experts have warned that the president's lack of credibility would imperil the country in the event of an emergency with the worsening coronavirus outbreak that two weeks ago, by the way, CNN was reporting was on the decline. Those fears may be coming true. President Trump's political allies have made overly optimistic statements only to be contradicted by the government's top scientists and doctors. For example, Trump claimed on Monday the coronavirus was very much under control control in the USA. A day later, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention said the virus spread to the U.S. was inevitable. He said the stock market is looking very good, even as the Dow is nosediving amid coronavirus anxiety. And the president has been blaming the media for the predicament, reverting to the same tactics he's employed since taking office. It, it, it's almost uh, the media is giddy that there's a coronavirus outbreak to prove the president's not telling the truth. I I have never seen such celebration. Do you know if Barack Obama had come on TV and told people, look, things are going well, we've got it under control, Uh, the markets look good, Uh, CNN and everyone else say, well, he's reassuring the nation. We don't want to start a panic. President Trump comes out and does this, and the media's like, oh, my God, we're all going to die. Trump's in control. You're going to die because Donald Trump's the president. this, This is sad to see. And the good points that might be made, the the truth that might be made, and and John Avalon, I think, does make some good points, but overall, they're overshadowed by this Trump derangement syndrome in the press that everything the president does is bad. The president's word, he has no calming words. The president of the United States can't actually do anything worthwhile. Everything is bad. It's a disaster. We're all going to die. He's a liar. He's anti-science. You know, the Washington Post, the president put Mike Pence in charge. We'll get to the audio here in a minute. The, The president put the vice president in charge charged to coordinate this, which means that the vice president has the direct ear of the president, can coordinate across government agencies, is an elected official in charge of it. And the media reaction is, do you know there was an HIV crisis in in Indiana and Mike Pence shut down Planned Parenthood? Planned Parenthood was giving tests and he didn't want to give needles away to drug addicts. That's their attack, that it's all anti-science. This is the, the same media playbook they use with the Russians, the same media playbook they use with Mueller, the same media playbook they use with impeachment, the same media playbook they view with Ukraine. They're now using it with the president on this. It is the boy who cries wolf over and over and over and over. It is the boy who cries wolf. And I wonder if they're so fixated on the president right now, and this is it going to distract them from their war against Bernie Sanders, which we will get to here now. The president uh, speaking from uh, the, the press room at the White House last night. We have, through some very good early decisions, decisions that were actually ridiculed at the beginning, we closed up our borders to flights coming in from certain areas. By the way, notice how the media doesn't point that out, and that's a, a statement of fact. 
That is a statement of fact. Democrats ridiculed the president on February 2nd for overreaching and scaring people by shutting down the border. Oh, he's wanted to do this. He's using coronavirus as an excuse to shut down the border and stop flights from China because we're in trade war with China. They did that. I'm not making it up. You know it and they know it and not a single one of them wants to point it out today. Uh, areas that were hit by the coronavirus and hit pretty hard. And we did it very early. I, a lot of people thought we shouldn't have done it that early, and we did, and it turned out to be a very good thing. And the number one priority from our standpoint is the health and safety of the American people. And that's the way I viewed it when I made that decision. Because of all we've done, the risk to the American people remains very low. And we have the greatest experts in the world, really in the world, right here. The people that are called upon by other countries when things like this happen. We, uh, we're ready to adapt and we're ready to do whatever we have to as the disease spreads, if it spreads. Now, he's naming the vice president here. Established great health care. They have a great system there, a system that a lot, of, a lot of the other states have really looked to and changed their systems. They wanted to base it on the Indiana system. He's very good. And I think, and he's, he's uh, really very expert at the field. And what I've done is I'm going to be announcing uh, exactly right now that I'm going to be putting our vice president, Mike Pence, in charge. And Mike will be working with the professionals and doctors and everybody else that's working. The team is, is brilliant. I spent a lot of time with the team over the last couple of weeks, but they're totally brilliant. And we're doing really well. And Mike is going to be in charge and Mike will report back to me, but he's got a certain talent for this. And uh, I'm going to ask Mike Pence to say a few words, please. Thank you, Mike. And here's what the vice president had to say a little bit. President Trump's made clear from the first days of this administration, we have no higher priority than the safety, security, health and well-being of the American people. And from the first word of an outbreak of the coronavirus, the president took unprecedented steps to protect uh, the American people from the spread of this disease. He recounted those briefly, but uh, the establishment of travel restrictions, uh, aggressive quarantine effort of Americans that are returning, the declaration of a public health emergency and establishing uh, the White House Corona Task Force are all reflective of the urgency that the president has brought to a whole of government. Now, I got to play you one more clip from the president. I found this one funny. Uh, If you've ever met the president or you know anything about him, the president is actually a massive germaphobe. The president, I mean, genuinely, if anyone has sniffles, if anyone coughs in his presence, if they're not removed from the room immediately, the president removes himself from the room. He's that big of a germaphobe. And so he told this story last night with the Q&A with reporters. Any other of their behaviors? No, I think you have to always, you know, I do it a lot anyway, as you probably heard. Wash your hands, (laughs) stay clean. You don't have to necessarily grab every handrail unless you have to. You know, you do certain things that you do when you have the I mean, view this the same as the flu. When somebody sneezes, I mean, I try and bail out as much as possible with the sneezing. I had a man come up to me a week ago. I hadn't seen him in a long time. And 
I said, how you doing? He said, fine, fine. He, he hugs me, kiss me. I said, are you well? He says, no. <laughs> he said, I have the worst fever and the worst flu. And he's hugging and kissing me. So I said, excuse me. I went there, I started washing my hands. So you have to do that. You know, this is, I, I really think, doctor, you want to treat this like you treat the flu, right? And, you know, it's going to be, it's going to be. Yeah, he's a huge germaphobe. That, that's actually very, very funny that that happened. Um, he, I want to, I mean, we've obviously got the politics of this. The, the media attacks against the president really are ridiculous. Uh, here's the headline from the Washington Post. Uh, Mike Pence was criticized for his handling of Indiana's HIV outbreak. He will lead the U.S. coronavirus response. Let me tell you what the criticisms were. Mike Pence closed a Planned Parenthood clinic in Indiana. The Planned Parenthood clinic was doing HIV screenings. There was an HIV outbreak from drug users in Indiana. The vice president did not want to continue to give drug addicts needles so they could continue putting drugs in. Therefore, people, drug addicts were sharing needles with people who might have HIV exacerbating the problems. And somehow it wasn't the drug addicts sharing needles that were at fault. It was the vice president of the United States who was at fault because, you know, some doctor said, if you just let the drug addicts keep using drugs and give them clean needles, we can stop the outbreak. And the vice president wanted to actually figure out, is there a way to get these people into rehab? So we solve all the problems. But no, no, no. It was all his fault because he closed the Planned Parenthood facility. You can't take these people seriously on this stuff. You know, it, it, let me play Joe Scarborough. This actually, to Joe Scarborough's credit on, on Morning Joe this morning, he's not a fan of the president. Listen to this, though. I thought, I thought, you know, there are a couple of little barbs that he threw out there. He brought the wall in passing. Yeah. But, you know, he was also asked about India at the very beginning. Hey, how great was your trip to India? Set up perfectly for him. He said, I don't really want to talk about that. Let's talk about the virus. So, yes, grading on the lower scale, grading on the Trump scale. I, I was very pleased yeah. and, and actually comforted that the president of the United States uh, brought the entire healthcare team out and they talked to Americans about this very important situation. You know, you could disagree with Scarborough, but that, that was reasonable analysis. Far more reasonable analysis than the, the reliable sources, hair on fire. Well, Brian Stelter doesn't really have any hair, but um, it, it just, just the, the, the light himself on fire and run around screaming, Trump, 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 that this is, this is uh, Donald Trump's war on truth. We're all going to die because Donald Trump uh, has a problem telling the truth. It's just, it, it's a bunch of hooey. Here's Richard Haas, not exactly a Trump fan on MSNBC. The honest answer is we don't know what the risk is. Uh, the numbers of those who have the disease are probably far larger than is publicly known, in part because lots of people are asymptomatic. Uh, the good news from that is the fatality rate is probably lower than the, 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 the published rate. Uh, I think he made one important move was establishing one person in charge of this. You need a whole of government effort. You need one person who's senior to the cabinet, who can coordinate the cabinet, who can link the foreign and domestic aspects of that. So I actually think appointing the vice president, he's was was the, the the right thing to do but it was a sobering press conference in the mm -hmm. sense that while the president was leaning towards the let's not overreact the danger is obviously underreaction underreaction overreaction how do we react to this what is the actual data on this is this as bad as the flu is it not as bad as the flu i've been talking to a lot of experts i've been doing a lot of reading i actually want to explain the coronavirus to you when we come back, beyond the conspiracies, beyond the rumors, what are the actual facts? What do we actually honestly know 
about the coronavirus and what do we honestly not know about the coronavirus. Let's do that when we come back. Also, again, if you want to see the Johns Hopkins data uh, that they update daily, text the word data to 33777. Uh, You're not going to get asked uh, what your email address is or anything. You're just going to immediately get back a link. Uh, that will give you the link to the Johns Hopkins data so you can see it for yourself, inform yourself and your friends.